What is up, guys, everybody? So we're a day late, but we are definitely here to discuss The Last Resort. Episode 2, um, since it airs the same night as The Other Way, we figure we need a little bit of time to hey Portuguese princess need a little bit of time in between so people can catch up and watch the show so we're a day late but we still have a lot to talk about episode two of the last resort um Kara and Gee will be joining us soon um oh I think Kara's here episode last night I watched it and wow Right? I just, wow, right? I can't wait to get into this. Hey! hey. How are you? I'm good. How are I'm, you? I'm good. Donna's Hi. here. Hey, Didi. Hey, Didi. How are you? I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? I'm good. I'm good. So, a Portuguese princess says she watched it this morning. So, I watched it last night, and wow, right? Yeah. This was crazy. Watching the interaction between everyone was wild. And... I, I definitely want to, there's so much I want to get into because I feel like the the double standard between Oswelo and Kalani, how he's he's upset that she's continuing a relationship and talking to him, but he he doesn't see how what he did is is comparable. Hey, Jamie, love you. It's comparable hey, to what she did. And I don't know, there's just so much I want to get into. I don't know where you guys want to start. I'm going to let you guys start because once I get started, I'll never stop. So where do you guys want to start? Well, we just get big. We got to save the, la the best for the last, okay? We got we got to save what Big Ed did. Okay. We got to save that for last. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to save Big Ed for last. So should we get into the birth control talk? Should we get into that? Because a lot of people are divided. As I was on Twitter and I was going through all the tweets and some people feel that she should have told Joby she was on birth control, but then a lot of people feel it's her body, it's her choice. She would be carrying that baby, not him. If she's not ready to have a baby and he is, it's her body. She carries it when she's ready. So who's right and who's wrong? Is it First of all, do you have to tell the person you're married to if you're on birth control or not? Do you have to tell them that? I mean, I would. So you would. Okay. So do you, but is it, is it their business or is it just because you want them to know? It's a respect thing. Okay. I also feel like he knew this is just for show. There's no way he didn't know. Well, yeah, I mean, birth control. Well, there's so many different forms. Cause I was going to say, if it's in pill form, you take it every day. It's kind of hard to, to hide that, Yeah. you know, to hide that you're doing that every day. But I know that there's forms where it can be inserted. Um, there's um, implants, there's um, shots. There's so many different ways. So it is possible that you could be on a form of birth control and your spouse doesn't know. Yeah. But you know, we encountered this with Gino and Jasmine on their last season. Jasmine was on birth control. Now we fully understand why. She's just not ready, right? Like she said back then it was because their relationship was rocky. They were having too many problems. But in actuality, she just doesn't want another child. And I, I respect her for that. You know, I respect her decision. But telling him after the fact, everybody was like, oh, she should have told him. But I don't know if I agree or not, because I, I still feel like if she doesn't want to have, if the woman in general doesn't want to have another child, you know, a man can say he does, but he's not going to go through labor. He's not going to carry that child. He's not going to go through the doctor's appointments. He's not going to go through all these 
giving blood every month and doing all of the things that come along with it. That's all the woman's job. So I feel like if she's not ready to do that stuff, that's her business. And it's like getting married, people think that, you know, the decisions are just made together. But I feel like when it comes to a woman and her body, I think she still has the opportunity and choice to make those decisions without her husband. Am I right or wrong? You're right. Because if I if I did not want another child, but my husband wants another child, you know, I would be like, look, until we have a common mutual agreement, I'm just going to be on birth control because I'm not going to do something I don't feel comfortable doing. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's the best that's the best way to look at it, because let's be honest, Joby has a job where he's gone half the year. So more than half of her pregnancy, if he's is shipped out he wouldn't even be there to, to be there to um support or see or go through any of it with her so i just feel like yara needs to be ready and i think one child is a lot of work as it is because she's kind of a single mom because you know when he's gone out working um six months out of the year it's like well, i think it's every other month right yeah so literally yeah. six months out of the year she's a single mom and then they went and moved farther away from his mother gwen so she doesn't even have like in-house support. And I feel like people really underestimate the amount of work it, you have to put in to yeah. raise a child, especially a baby. Like there's a lot of work. There is no time for sleeping. Hey, Judy, there's no time for eating. There's no time. Like literally moms will show up places and you're like, oh man, you look like crap. And she's like, I know. I've been up all <laughs> night. I've been taking care of this child. I've been doing all this stuff. I don't have time to take care of myself. Because I'm taking care of this this innocent person who can't do literally anything on their own. And I think people really underestimate that. And Joby's just like, oh, well, I would love to have another child. When would you be present for this yeah. other child? Because it's like, I already feel like six months out of 12 isn't even like fully present in the child's life, right? I feel like there's so much that you're missing. Yeah, absolutely. But it's definitely a respect thing. I mean, I would tell my spouse just out of respect whether he liked it or not i'm on birth control and sorry you don't like that i like that i mean i think that honesty is the best policy you shouldn't do things behind each other's backs and what do you think about yara saying that she felt like Joby would have got her pregnant even though she he knew she didn't want that she felt like even though i know you're fully aware how i feel you would get your way and do it anyway and that's a really strong feeling of distrust that's to think that your spouse would do something like that to you. That's and it really made me think about it because I was like, if she really believes he would go and get her pregnant knowing that she's not ready, that's a lot of distrust. You really don't trust that that person has your best interest at heart, right? That's when my spouse would be sleeping on the couch <laughs> permanently at someone else's house. I mean, well, so and he has a right not to trust him too because if you remember last season, whenever they were um over visiting her mom he said that he thinks that's the only way that they would be able to save their marriage is by them having another child mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i would think he would get me pregnant too that's just that is possible um thing to believe though because children they test the foundation of your relationship you know the the foundation of how, how well you get along and how well you love each other is tested by having a child. Yeah. So if he's like, oh, well, our relationship is not going well, so having a child 
would be the only thing to fix it. I feel like it would push it over the edge. You know, if you're on the cliff, having that child, unfortunately, is going gonna, gonna to shove you over that yeah. cliff because the support that you need to give the other person and give each other when you have a child, if it's not there before, it's really going to become evident where you're lacking. And hopefully they can get their relationship in order. Because did you see in the preview that Yara made the comment, I couldn't believe you would bring someone else into my yeah. bed? Yeah. What are we talking about here? Because that really caught my attention. And I've been looking on blogs. I've been looking on Instagram. I was like, is somebody going to explain to me what she means by that? Like, what does that mean? I think nobody's trying to set it up for a threesome. That's what I think. But I don't know. But was she referring to, like, at the resort? Or was this, like, something that happened in the past? Because I was like, when did this happen? I don't know. Knowing Joby, he's probably cheated on her. I mean, I'm not talking. I'm not saying that's what he's done. But, you know, hanging out, you know, going to strip clubs and, you know, drinking, that's the only thing I can think of. Because I don't see Jovi and Yara, do, I mean, be, having an open relationship like that to, to bring in another woman or another man into the bedroom. I don't, I don't see that. No, they're not. <laughs> they're jealous. Like, I don't know. I don't see them being okay with that on either side. I know Jovi loves his strip clubs. He loves his strippers, but looking is one thing. Going through with it, that would be crazy. And I feel like having bringing an extra person into the relationship, like let's let's break into that real quick. I feel like a strong relationship and a strong foundation is needed because look what happened with Kalani and Asuela, like bringing another person in and then feelings become to building into that. It makes things super complicated. So a lot of people are like, oh, let's just do the threesome and then it'll be over. How many times have we seen it play out where the person who they brought in starts to re-emerge and cause yeah. massive issues in that relationship? Okay, so Donna says she doesn't see Yara participating in a threesome. I don't either. I don't I either. Don't so I don't fact it, but the fact that Jovi took Yara to a strip club to show her what it was like and she flipped out, I feel like it's not above him to try to set something like that up and think it's going to be okay. But also, maybe she caught him with Angela. Who knows? Oh, Angela. <laughs> well, I mean, oh my gosh. when she brought it up and they were yelling about it at the resort, I was like, wait, so did, did he try to sleep with somebody at the resort? And then I was like, was it somebody who's there for the show? Like, my mind just started going a million miles an hour. Yeah. I was like, well, could it possibly be somebody that's on the show with them? I was like, I just started going all over. I was like, or... Because I was like, she seems really pissed off for it to be something that happened in the past. Like, she was in the moment pissed. So I was like, that seems like something that he did. And the way that he was sitting on the bed in the corner looking at the wall, like, thinking about what he did, it seems very fresh. So I don't know if TLC is pulling our leg, you know, because they do pull our leg quite a bit. They word things on purpose to make it seem like it's more than it is. But I was just really taken off guard because I was like, Jovi and Yara, I think, had the strongest relationship. Like, when I thought going into the couples on this show, I felt like they had the most opportunity for success than yeah. anybody else. Like, we're watching um, Molly and Kelly, and it just seems like their relationship ended a while ago. Like, because Molly said, can you believe I'm seeing him after all these months? So there was months that passed by where they hadn't seen each other, and now they're on the show. And you can really tell... The tension between them is really high. And I do feel like, okay, so do you guys feel like Molly is looking for 
a guy to come in and take control and be in charge, right? And I feel like Kelly is more so a laid back, go with the flow type guy. And I feel like, is it necessary for a man to always be the one that takes the lead? Or do you think that you can have a relationship where sometimes you're, you take the lead, he takes the lead? Or what do women prefer? Like, is it a preferred thing? Or does it work better when the guy's always in charge? I don't know. I'd say 50-50. Yeah, I'd say 50-50. I mean, it, I think it's probably exhausting to always be the one who has to take control and make the plans and figure out where you're going to go, what you're going to eat, what trips you're going to take, what you're going to do. I feel like it should always be a team effort. I know I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, the man is always supposed to be in charge. He's always supposed to take the lead. I was like, I feel like that's like hundreds of years ago, yeah. right? I feel like we're not really in that point where the man needs to be paying for everything, working, taking the woman out, pulling the chair out for her. Those are things that you should do as a, a respectful guy. But I don't think that it's like necessary for you to always have to be the one to sweep her off her feet. I feel like we're in a time period now where we can do those things for each other. It doesn't yeah. always have to be one-sided. And I know a lot of guys, I hear people say it all the time. They're like, I want to be, you know, what's the word? Um, swept off my feet. Or I want to be taken out for dinner every now and then. Like sometimes guys want to be, you know, the one that's getting spoiled every now and then. Because guys tend to always be the ones doing the spoiling. So it's like, I think we're at a time where you can really show your partner, regardless of gender, how important they are. Yeah. Like just take them out, make them feel special. And I don't know if the being in charge thing is the main issue between Molly and Kelly. We're too early on, you know, into knowing what their problems are. This is just what they've told us. But I feel like that's not a huge deal for it to be where it is because I know Molly is a hard working woman. I know that she's got like a billion jobs and she's super busy. So I think the idea of having a guy who's retired, who kind of, she said, sat on the couch and played video games, didn't fit into her lifestyle. I totally understand that. But it's at the same time, it's not always about working and taking care of each other. Sometimes it's about respecting what the other person is doing. Because he did work as a cop, which is super scary, a, a Brooklyn cop, right? Like New York City. So there's a lot of craziness happening all the time. So I think he might be taking that time to relax and take a step back from the dangerous lifestyle and maybe just figure out his next move. You know, sometimes people look at it like, well, what are you going to do now? What's your next move? What's your plan? Sometimes people need time to figure that out. Like it's not, it doesn't come like super easy for everyone. Some people have had a plan for their life since they were 10. Yeah. And then some people, it takes time. They have to think about it, decide what they want to do, what they want to work on, who they want to be. And, you know, those things takes time. And I don't know if Molly is giving Kelly enough time to figure out his next move. So I feel like him ending his career in, in law enforcement was probably a huge deal. Yeah. So I feel like he really needs to really find himself and what he really but wants to do. What was really the bitch? Like, he didn't mow the lawn right. I mean, I didn't hear a lot of he's super lazy, he sleeps late, he doesn't, it's like, there wasn't a lot of, I mean, it just seemed, if, if I had a retired cop who retired and moved states to be with me, and he didn't want to mow the lawn on Saturday, then the grass is going to freaking grow. Oh, well, like, it just seems like there, she's making mountains out of molehills. Again, we don't know the whole story. Right, but yeah. That's seems like right now 
Yeah, I agree. Dee Dee, how you feel? Um, I don't think I don't think Molly actually wants any man that she's in a relationship with to come in and take a hundred percent full control, but at least meet her halfway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't yeah. try to um because we all know, I mean, she does everything. She does a lot of things. She's always busy. Yeah. You know, at least meet her halfway. At least, you know, um do like a fifty fifty. And if if you're one of these guys is just, you know, because, you know, she's she has got a lot of money, she's got her own home or whatever, you're just gonna take advantage, then that's totally different. I'm not saying that's what Kelly did. I'm not saying that. But as what I'm saying is for Molly to act the way she was acting, something else was going on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what you were saying, it can definitely be perceived that way. You know, she has a lot going for herself, her business, her everything that she's doing. She's touring. She does so much. So it could appear to be, oh, he's just inserted himself into that lifestyle. Yeah. That look that way. And it, like we said, we don't know if that's what happened or not, because, you know, retiring from a job you've done your whole life, you do need a little time to regroup. You need a little time to figure out what you want to do next. So I don't, I don't, because he's so much younger than a typical person who retires. So I feel like. Well, I mean, and also like, you know, she was saying that, you know, he had goals, he was ambitious. He had, he wanted to do a lot of things whenever he was in New York. And then whenever he got to um, Atlanta, she lives it just stopped well i mean i get you know you work um you had a very dangerous job but whenever you moved to atlanta to be with her or vice versa if she were to have moved to atlanta to new york if she wanted to take time off to recuperate to clear her mind you guys need to sit down and have a conversation yeah not just start mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah, not just yeah. start doing it without communicating because in any kind of relationship, I don't care who you are, it's got to be 50-50. One, one or the other cannot have all of the responsibility. Yeah. Uh, You've got I, to work it out. It's never going to work. Okay, so Asuelo seems to think that having a relationship with the person that Kalani slept with is worse than, hey, Scott, it's worse than him getting a BJ from a random, well, I'll say random, that's not nice, but a girl that he doesn't have any communication with anymore. So he looks at it as what I did is a little less bad because it was a hit it and quit it. And what you're doing is building feelings. How do you guys feel about that? Because Kalani thinks that that is complete BS. She sees it as cheating is cheating. It's the same exact thing. It doesn't really matter. I kind of agree with Kalani, but I want to see where you guys land. I mean, I agree with Kalani to an extent, but I I don't know that man child. I I wouldn't <laughs> want. I just I wouldn't want to raise him. And we we all know that he's been cheating on Kalani since day one. Yeah. I mean, we all know it. And then you know, and then to get caught the way he got caught, you know. Yeah. Um, and we all know. I mean. He's a little, he's a little whore is what he is. You know what I'm saying? He's a little guy whore. Well, see, he I is, didn't know. I didn't he, know that. He, you, you actually think that a man is going to cheat on a woman and then just completely stop talking to that, to that woman or them women? No. 
No. Technically, if he met the person like on a dating app, that is kind of what people do nowadays. They like hook up and then they don't call each other anymore. Yeah, but but let's be real. We all know who this said person is. Thank you. There's, there's <laughs> it was no dating app. I mean, so, this was a what do you guys think because it's it's out i'm gonna just tell everyone it's out the post went out the guy that kalani was with her hall pass guy is going to be on the show nice he's gonna make an appearance on the show how do you guys feel about that because would is it okay to bring the person that you're i don't know cheating with to couples therapy like is, what are the is it what's a, the logic here is it okay to bring your kids and your freaking sister to couples therapy? well no might as well <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring the person that I was having a relationship with, the new person. I wouldn't do that because you're, you are stooping lower than the one that caused the issues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, you're just throwing, you're throwing, um, what's the word in English? Um, crap. You're making the fire bigger, whatever you want to yeah. call them things in English. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But it's like you're you're stooping lower than the person that, that started the whole mess. Yeah. And then I mean I get I think I know why Kalani is doing it, but then again I could be wrong. But Asuelo ain't even trying to fix the problem. He's just he's more worried about is his thing bigger than he is and is he better in bed? I mean, not once have I heard him yet ask Kalani, well what do I need to do to make it better? Or what can we do to sit down and make it better. That's all he talks about. Is his thing bigger than mine? Is he better in bed? I mean, like. Because <laughs> that's a good point. Like, seriously? That's a good point. Because he keeps saying he's sorry. And I think Kalani said it. She's like, I don't want to hear that anymore. Like, if I don't want to hear that. Show me something different. And like you said, he's not doing anything different. All he's trying to do is he's like, I want you to stop talking to this person. It's almost like he wants her to make all the changes. And yeah. I was like, you guys are here because of your actions. I hate to say this because Ed said it on the episode and I don't like to agree with Ed, but he was like, you cheated first and foremost. Your problems were created by you. Mm -hmm. You don't get to cry and become the victim in this situation. Not only yeah. did he create a situation, he told Kalani, gave her permission to go find a random person and kiss him. Yeah. So I was like, again, you can't be the victim. And I hated that Ed was right. I was like, two wrongs don't make a right. He was right about that too. But the fact that he's crying and he's hurt, I'm like, I'm so hurt. This is terrible. This is making me feel sad. And I'm like, bro, you did this. Everything that your relationship is going through were caused by you, your decisions. So I was like, the only thing that needs to be fixed is what you've done. And he's like, well, I want you to stop talking to this guy. And I'm like, well, her stop talking to the guy doesn't change the fact that you cheated on her first. Yeah. Okay? Like, it doesn't change the fact that your actions, the guy wouldn't exist if you wouldn't have cheated on her first. She wasn't looking for another guy. Yeah. You put it in her head after you made her feel like crap and cheated on her. And it's like, I really don't like the way he just pulls out the tears and he's just like, I gave up so much and I left Samoa so I could have a life with you. And I'm like, but then you cheated on her. Yeah. Like, none of that has any standing in this situation because of your most recent actions. Like, yeah, you did leave your family. You did leave your country. You did all that. Do all that. But you cheated on her. With her, you have two children. So everything that you say from this point on, I 
don't even care because you did this. And instead of trying to fix it, like you said, and, and taking steps to be a better man and making sure that this situation is rectified, he's asking, do you have feelings for him? Was it better? Does he, is he attracted? Like all of that is irrelevant. Like that's literally irrelevant. She follows it up with, would it make you feel better if I block him? Yeah, of course it would. What a stupid thing to say. Like, all of this is so stupid. It's just, I'm so irritated with this whole show. It's all so stupid. The only thing that I've heard any good out of this entire show is when Angela said, wow, this made me really look at how I'm acting. That's the only good thing that came out of Kalani and Osweiler. Yeah, I saw that too. She said it because she was like, I don't have any remorse for Michael. He was talking to other women. And she was like, I won't forgive him. I have no compassion for him. I just scream at him every chance I get. And she finally realized, she was like, I'm sitting here feeling sorry for a cheater. Yeah. A guy who physically cheated on his wife, right? And he's like, she's like, I can't even give Michael half of a care to even think of forgiving him. So it's like, Angela making strides in the right direction is something that we didn't even know could happen. So if taking this story with Kalano, Kalani and Asuelo, and she got that out of it, we're winning yeah. at this point. Because see, we... Asuelo, too, I mean, all right, he put Kalani in a candy store. She is like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. She's done taste a different flavor, and she don't want to stop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, you take, you, you, you took her virginity, you get married, you have two kids, you're cheating on her left and right, and then she finds out that you cheated on her, and then the way she found out, I mean, you had nasty stuff in your mouth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then you give her the hall pass, I mean, you pretty much, you signed your own destiny right there. Yeah. She got a taste of, she got a taste of something else, something new, and like she said, she's not going to stop. Yeah. Well, Oh, you nailed it. 28 years old and she was a virgin. And yep. she got married, only been with one guy. And then this guy tells you miraculously, you can go and try whatever flavor guy you want. I'm not going to get mad. Yep. And like you said, that's like sending a six-year-old into the candy store with a $20 bill. Like, yeah. that's the worst possible thing you can Like, anything in that store is available. And you can afford it. You can have, like... That was the worst possible outcome that he should have given her because now that she knows what it's like without him, because let's just say Osuelo's not that great. She said that. Okay, so I didn't want to like verify. I don't want to like, we're not like kicking Osuelo while he's down here. Oh, yes, but I let's, am. Let's just say she's that this other- He slugs on the bed, okay? Yeah. So let's say this other guy is much more versed in the, in, pleasing women now kalani probably had no idea that there are men out there who focused only on the woman's needs right because yeah. she said that asuelo didn't think about her needs during their intimacy it was just about him as long as he got what he wanted he would be fine and go to sleep she's found the guy probably who's focusing on her needs and, and isn't worried about his needs at all now she's like well this isn't even something that i I thought was possible to have. So now the bar, yeah, Pris, the bar is now set really high up here. And there's no, she has no reason to backslide and go backwards. She's like, well, I've already had um, filet mignon 
right? Yeah. I don't want to fillet a fish. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to fillet a fish. I've had fillet mignon. I'm good. I don't need to go back. There's no purpose of me working on anything. It's just not even that great. Even when we were happy, the sex wasn't even that great, yeah. right? She's probably looking at it like, there's no point of even beating a dead horse at this point. Maybe the check for the show was like, well, we can talk about it. You know, we can, ha we can have a conversation, but I'm pretty sure Kalani came to this island in a relationship with this other guy. Yeah, for sure. Pro yeah, that's the only reason I think he would be there is because they're in a relationship. But since we know that she supposedly blocked him, they probably gonna make it like he went to the island looking for her to see if she's okay or what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's got to be a reason to bring this guy. There, there's got to yeah, be a reason. But that's that's wrong. That's lower than the suelo to do that. Well, I'm I'm worried about the reaction from Wasuelo when he meets the guy because he never met him. He's just, you know, he's a, a character that's in her phone. Like, I want to see how he reacts to seeing physically the guy who's going to take away his wife, right? Oh, yeah, I just... this overgrown baby comes walking at you and is, like, threatening you. <laughs> I would just die laughing. He's I know. Overgrown. <laughs> like, I would be like, oh, oh, did you get a boo-boo? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't. Oh, my God. He's a very... He's least intimidating, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like no one is gonna, speaking of intimidating, we're gonna get into Ed saying that he's some sort of Taekwondo master and he's gonna take you out. We'll get to that. But Asuelo is definitely not intimidating, but I do wanna see how he's gonna react to this guy. I don't think there's gonna be a physical fight because I feel like, well, maybe we wouldn't have seen a preview because they haven't really announced yet that the guy is gonna be there. So maybe they're saving it. I just would assume there would be a physical confrontation, right? I just feel like that's where we're going with that. When you bring, when your wife brings her boyfriend to to counseling, it's gonna be a fight, right? Yeah. For sure. I think that and I hope I would win because Oswello is more mouth than anything else. So I've only seen a picture of the guy, so I don't know anything about him. Yeah, but. He'll probably win. I've, even if I didn't see the picture of him, I'm pretty sure he would still win. Asuelo's not a, I mean, he's not a fighter. You know, he's, he's definitely a lover. He's not a fighter. He's the so most soft-spoken. It's funny because he said every time that they get into an argument, the thing he hates the most is she raises her voice. And I thought about it and I was like, I've never heard Asuelo raise his voice. Because he ever. can't. Wait. He, what hasn't, he hasn't even hit puberty yet. <laughs> this boy, like, he, <laughs> it would just be a full-on temper tantrum that's all he, he i mean he's never raised his voice once which i caught me off guard because he said that he's like she yells at me and i don't like when she raises her voice i'm thinking i've never heard this guy get like angry or raise his voice he just kind of cries like when he gets really mad there's no like screaming or yelling he just starts crying and then that's it so i was like i totally get that why he doesn't like to be yelled at because he kind of feels like it's his mom yelling at him, right? I feel like it takes him back. Child. Yes, it takes him back. Yes, yes, he is a a grown um a grown two year old. Yeah, yeah, he is grown, but he's a two year old. And so Angela and Michael are making strides. I don't know because it's hard because Angela and Michael are not able to participate in any of the actual stuff because Angela participated with Jovi, which ironically Angela and Jovi were the most um, positive communicators of everyone and they're not in a relationship. And I thought that that was ironic, but also it rings true. 
the people that you need to trust the least or need the least are the people that you tend to trust the most. Yeah. And I feel like that's always how things are. The people that need you the most, you're there for them the least. And the people that, you know, it's always the opposite. So I was like, ironically, Angela is going to be a good partner to someone who doesn't need her to be. And yeah. then when it comes to, to Michael, she's going to be the worst partner because he needs her to be a good partner. And that's, that's kind of how relationships work. It's kind of fun to watch the, the counseling process. I like the, the scientific aspect of it, like learning trust and communication, because everybody always says, oh, relationships are trust and communication, but nobody really knows what that looks like. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to see how the blindfold um, tests and situations showed what the trust and communication would look like in a real life situation. Like if you need, because I'm not the type of person to trust people naturally, right? So like when, when I'm driving and I can't see and I, I'm ready to get over and the person in the passenger seat's like, you got it, you got it. I still look. You bet. Because I don't yeah. trust anyone, right? Okay, so it's like, and I know I'm not like, I'm not super damaged, but it's like, even though I trust that that person would not get me killed, yeah. I still look right. just to make sure, Absolutely. even though they told me nothing is there, you totally have enough room to get over. I still look over and I'm, I'm the same way with everything. Like when people tell me they, I have their word, I still double check. Yeah. I'm just. And you always have to say, I'm going to tell you this. Don't tell anybody else. Even though you know that person's solid, they're never going to leak your secret. Yeah. You still have to say, just between me and you. Just all between the, me All the time. And it's like, as humans, I think we're wired to not trust people. Yeah. Because we will have absolutely no reason to not trust people, and we won't trust them. Yeah. We'll doubt them in situations that we know that they won't let us down. We don't trust them. And it's like, I think that relationships have proven that we we underestimate people and how much they love us and how much they support us. And I think that unfortunately, it shows on the people that would do the most for us, we, we treat them the worst. And I yeah. think that this has really shown that, especially with Angela, because I feel like Angela and Michael have been through so much. And Michael, I'm not gonna sit here and deter anything from what he did. He was talking to people and we've seen text messages, we've seen it all. Yeah. He is, but he has been there and supported Angela through everything. Even when she was in videos with Billy, okay, like Michael's just a freaking saint. Well, at this point, it does. He does look like a saint, and it's like he has done what he did. He apologized. He's sorry. He supported Angela even when she was in all these TikToks with Billy, and she was doing all these different things. He's been a really good person to her. So Angela, when she cheated exactly the same way he cheated. Yeah, talking to Billy. You're right, and. So watching her finally fully understand both sides, because, I, you know, I don't know, if I'd go that far, I don't think I'd say fully understand <laughs> because she, she acknowledges, but she still hasn't taken responsibility for her part with Billy. So Michael cheated online and so did she, but she's been to Canada to see Billy. Michael didn't go anywhere to see anybody. So yeah, he's true. even more wrong. So she she hasn't fully grasped the whole concept. Hopefully, Billy will come up in counseling because, like they said, everybody put everything out there on the table and get it out and fix it. Either fix yeah. it or move on. I think is what everybody's saying. So put it out there on the table. Make sure that 
everybody is on the same page and there can't be double standards. People can't do things and expect you not to do things. It has to go both ways. And I think the doctors are going to be able to decipher between that. Like you can't tell a person that you can do whatever you want and they can't do anything. Like, I think that that's the biggest issue in a lot of these relationships. So I want to talk about Ed because Ed um, was cheating in this. I know, I'm sorry, Didi. I know you do not want to talk about this, but the um, trust challenge, Lid, Liz was giving Ed direction. Ed is blindfold, blindfolded and apparently Ed could see perfectly fine. And he cheats through the obstacle course. And even Liz knew he was cheating because halfway through she was like, he can see and she just stopped giving him direction. Because even Liz was like, I'll just give up on this man, right? Like everyone, at this point, everyone's just like, why even bother? There's no helping him. He's treating, he's cheating during a trust challenge in therapy. Yep. There's no help for this. Man, and in right? front so, of the therapist, he's cheating. Yes, yes. And even he said afterward, he was like, I just knew that I needed to win and I would do anything to do that. I didn't think about, you know, what the outcome was or what the purpose of this exercise was. I didn't think of that beforehand. I just wanted to win. And I think that's his major issue. Ed thinks about Ed. Ed yep. wants to do what Ed wants to do. He doesn't care what Liz wants to do. He doesn't care what his actions bring to other people. Ed is always in Ed's mind thinking of what he could do to improve Ed. And I think it's it's very obvious. And I think Liz even said in the hot tub, oh, so um, Pris, Pris, let's talk about the naked hot tub scene, right? So what's first of all, etiquette for me, I don't like to get in public hot tubs or, you know, pools either, but especially hot tubs, because they're very small enclosed areas where people's body has been just constantly gurgled by the water. So like, I don't know, it's just nasty to me. But Ed decides that to get was the smallest hot tub on the planet. All I could right? see was Angela's nasty, dirty-ass feet <laughs> and Ed's nasty everything sitting in a crock pot boiling together. That's yes. all I could And then you that... just throw in a Molly and a Kelly and a Liz and you've got this whole stew of nasty. That's all it is. Just it was... the stew of nasty. It was literally a clown car yeah of how because i was like there's no way they're all gonna fit in this hot tub right and and, and, and so we keep in the scene another person gets in another, and i'm like they're really all in this hot tub to the point where the water's falling out everybody's in i was like first of all ed was just in there naked so you couldn't give me 500 dollars to get in that water you'd have to change the water okay like no and i know that swimming trunks aren't that thick but still i just can't be in there where he was bare ass i just can't do it it's too much for me. The there's not enough chlorine in the world. Okay, so oh, oh why are you so cheap? You go always go for two or five hundred dollars. Me and Didi are like, you can't give us five hundred million. You're okay. like five hundred dollars, no, little bit more, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think I make you gotta up your standards, George. I think I make realistic bets. Realistic bets. I don't think anybody's gonna give me a million dollars, right? I don't think so. They offer it to me, and I would safely turn it down. So <laughs> it would be, they'd be like, Look, oh, let me God. tell you something, okay? All right. <clears throat> uh, my turn now. First of all, first of all, why in the hell did he get naked in the first place? With his little Vienna sausage just like swinging all in the air. I mean, what was he trying to do? Give everybody some meat? I mean, 
You know what I'm saying? And then he's going to get into the hot tub, and then Angela's going to come up, and then he's just going to stand up out of the hot tub and just be flapping it all in the wind and stuff. Like, what What the hell am I watching? Also that, how is that not cheating on Angela's behalf when she shows her boobs to Ed and Liz? If Michael showed his stuff to anybody, that would be a cheat. But that's okay for her. Yeah. And then, and then Angela said that Michael's was three inches bigger. Oh, that was just. I don't doubt that. That was too. That too much oh my god! But oh I, my god! I can't. I can't. Like, why? Why would you? Why would you even? Like, and then Liz was just like laughing, like it didn't even bother her. Okay, first of all, if I was going around, I'm telling people that my man got a Vienna sausage. And you know what I'm saying? They can't even satisfy me. Why would I allow him to get in the hot tub butt naked and then a total stranger come over and then just stand up and just start shaking it in the wind like it's this huge, like, you know what I'm saying? Come on now, seriously. And then, yeah, like you said, then Angela's gonna like, who wants to see her titties? Who wants to see a grandma's titties? Like, seriously, Nobody. people. Like, do y'all know how bad I was traumatized last night? Do y'all I really think about you as I was watching it? Wondering <laughs> if I was like, oh, my God. Do y'all know how many times I threw up in my mouth? Like, yep. oh, my God. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Oh. And then the people just keep piling on in there after he done put his meat sauce. I'm telling you, it was a stew in a Oh, my God, I can't. I can't. So many floating funguses. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I can't. And then they zoomed out on the top so you could kind of see down in the hot tub. And you could see the way Liz was sitting with her arm like this, but her legs are all bent. She's, like, in a Z shape. This little hot tub doesn't even have, like, a bench in it. They're all just kind of on their knees hoping for the best. So if your leg swings out this way, God knows what you're going to touch. And if it swings out this way, God knows what you're going to touch. I would be hanging onto the outside of that with my dear wife. Don't let me float. But if, if Liz is worried about that cheating on her, she has definitely got some issues going on. Nobody well, wants your man. We don't even know geez, why you want him. I'm confused by Liz. Because Just saying. When he flashed Angela like a jealous girlfriend, I feel like that would be an issue. Like, let's yeah. say Brandon flashed somebody and Mary saw it, right? Oh. Like, I feel like we would be watching Snapped, like an episode <laughs> of Snapped. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, I feel like things would have turned out way differently. So when I feel like Liz is not really as jealous as she leads on, because if you're really jealous and you think he's going to cheat, you don't want him out flashing anybody. I don't care if it's Angela or anyone. Yeah. Like, the idea of them doing anything like that would piss you off. And then Liz was just laughing about it. So I was just really confused by the whole situation. I was like, I feel like Liz should have told him, hey, that's really... And first of all, why are you naked in a public hot tub? Because if you look yeah. behind the hot tub, you could see people's rooms. Yeah. So I was like, what if you were the sad person who was looking out your patio door yep. and you just caught a view of what was taking place in this public hot tub. I just felt horrible for whoever 
had to go through that because this is a vacation, guys. They're on vacation. They paid to be there. And yeah. then you look out and Big Ed is naked outside your window. Like, who paid for that? I want a full refund and I need <laughs> eight years free. Also, you need to pay for my counseling, my new vision correction. There's so much shit I'm suing this place for. I, I, All the can't, I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I cannot deal with them. I can't. Also, he throws his shorts in the sand next to the hot tub. Yeah. Then when everybody starts piling in, he reaches out, scoops them up, scoops all the sand in, and puts them on while he's in there. Like, not only are you already dirty and nasty, now you just brought in all this other shit, too. Yeah. Like, he's so stupid. This guy, right? Like, I, I really want to believe he's there's a human being in there somewhere. Like, he's a normal person deep down. It's just really hard, right? You know yeah. how your parents are like, find something nice to say about your brother or say something nice you about your sister. By this like, right, no. you just sit there like, like. The only thing I can say, I can actually say something nice about the Big Ed. His mom is adorable. Oh, and that's all I got. Yeah. I love his yeah, mom. His yeah, mom his mom is a cutie pie. His mom is a cutie pie. I, I love his mom. She is, she is really, really sweet. And on top of that, why is Ed and Liz given um couple advice. Who in the hell why why is it in in Ed's head that they are the favorite couple on that show? Oh yeah, they said that they're talked about. Yeah, they said that they're the most um wait, what's the word? They're most likely to succeed, right? Um out of all the couples, which I thought was funny. I was like, the only way y'all are the most likely to succeed is if you're faking all your problems. Because if your problems are real, y'all are pretty much already broken up and the divorce is like already started before you got married, right? Like, I feel like if y'all are the best of the best here, there's something wrong with this story because the way that he speaks to Liz is just insane to me. And I don't, I'm not like a huge fan of either one, but I just really wish that Liz demanded more right i just feel like she just she doesn't demand enough because I, I was always taught people will treat you the way you allow them to treat you and ed treats her horribly and i know that she's starting to speak up but i feel like the the behavior has been going on for so long it's really difficult for someone to unlearn yeah this type of behavior i feel like the behavior has been going on for a really long time and i just want her to want more for herself and yeah. i know that that it's it's a matter of her learning you know why she allows him to treat her this way why she thinks she deserves it or whatever that there there's work you know in that to be done but the way that he talks to her and belittles her and says things about her weight and her age and it's just really it's staggeringly scary to think yeah. that she's living in that environment every day yeah right like she's dealing with those type of comments that type of treatment on a daily basis is really scary. Yeah. First of all, who in the who in the hell is he to say anybody is fat? Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Right. Okay. And then he, I mean, he said that she was a ripe age of thirty. Remember, on the first episode, he was like, "Oh, and she's all ripe, old, and thirty or something." I'm like, see, everything that he says about her has to be negative, and I don't care if you're joking or not. There's there's a, a there's a a good and bad way to joke, right? There's a tasteful yeah. way to tell a joke. And I feel like every time he says something, 
it's in poor taste. It's, it's um, offensive and it can be taken the wrong way. And even when he was talking about her weight back on Happily Ever After, he's like, oh, you used to be really thin or you used to be really skinny. That's such a nasty thing to say to somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, there's just a, there's a better way to say things. And I feel like he just says whatever comes to his mind, like a child. Basically, like a child, you know, when a child walks up to a person and the person's in a wheelchair and they're like, what's wrong with your legs? Like, they, you don't think, children don't know to think about how you say it because they're children. They don't realize that it's, but I feel like Ed behaves in the exact same way. He doesn't think about how he's going to say it and how it can be perceived. He just says whatever comes out of his mouth. Especially since he's a freaking weevil wobble. <laughs> Literally. Like, he's a weevil wobble. Also, whose genius idea was it to say, here's a shit show with five of the most dangerous ingredients we can put in this stew, and we are going to fill it with alcohol. This is going to end so well. Mm. So, so I can't until Ed gets his ass beat. Oh my so let's God. talk about- I was, hoping, I was hoping Kelly reached over there and whooped his ass. Yeah. I was like, kick his ass, Kelly. Yeah. Kick his ass, Kelly. So let's talk about Kelly's self-control, which I think is, is high because he's a police officer. Yeah. And, you know, he's dealing with a bunch of, he, well, he dealt with a bunch of a-holes all day, every day. Yeah. So your, your self-control has to be really high because your first mind is saying, punch this person. But your professional mind is saying, cuff this person. So I feel like Kelly definitely had a good sense of self-control. But there's, there's only so much that disrespect and ignorance a person can take. We're all human. Right. And yep. the way that Ed talks and he called him a bitch twice. Mm -hmm. And I think Molly said it. She was like, you need to be careful of calling another man the B word. She was yeah. like, you're going to end up getting yourself hurt. She was like, you say that word as though it's not extremely offensive, extremely offensive. Say and I don't I know that it's it's been what's the word desensitized. Like a lot of times people use the word like I know some of my girlfriends, female friends call their other friends the B word and it's not yeah. offensive, it's funny. Yeah. But I think when men call each other that word, it's not necessarily desensitized, it's pretty offensive still, yeah. right? And I was like, yeah. I definitely feel like Kelly probably first mind was to punch him in the face, mm -hmm. right? Like, I feel like that's yeah. exactly where his first mind was. But then he's like, there's cameras here, you know, there's people here. I know the law very well. I worked in law enforcement. I know where I'll end up if I punch this man in the face. And But I feel like Ed's, the way that he disrespected Kelly reminds me of the way that he disrespects everybody. Yeah. No one is safe around this man. He's so rude. He's so disrespectful. And he's also fearless, which I think is really interesting. He's like, I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of anyone. I think that's interesting to be someone of his height who says crazy disrespectful things to people as though somebody won't punch you. Like, where is his fear? Because I promise it's because there's cameras around and he's got the same mindset. If somebody freaking hits me, they're going to jail. So he can run his mouth all he wants as long as there's cameras around. But oh, if so if you were to bump into somebody outside and call them a bitch, call me a bitch. I will kick your, <laughs> yeah. I will yeah, kick I your wouldn't care let somebody let let me be around big ed and yeah. let him call me a bitch yeah i will show you a bitch yeah i ain't scared i was scared very i was very shocked at his his bold <laughs> attitude i was just like you're asking a lot for to hope other people 
will have their self-control in check because i know you he like you say he knows there's cameras around there's probably security there's probably production that will jump in but that was a pretty close um space in that um hot tub it only took yeah. an arm's length right like probably faster than somebody could come and break it up you would have got hit in the face a couple times yeah. so he was pretty bold and i think that the way that he feels like he can talk to people any type way he wants it's just it's crazy to me and it might come from him just being big ed you know with the yeah. half a million followers and you know he's known all over he goes out people know maybe it comes from that i'm not exactly sure but calling men the b-word i mean call you call the wrong woman a b-word i'm just gonna be honest with you if she don't know you like that you might you might get knocked out like honestly he's he's um, really treading on thin ice and then we saw in the preview something happened after this episode ended and angela was all up in liz's face did we catch that and yeah. she was like i, oh, I hope you. Angela whooped I her tail you. i <laughs> hope she oh i hope she gets it oh well, you know angela has always had an issue with liz yep. we learned that on the tell-all from happily ever after that angela and liz don't mesh well at all and yeah. even when um kim tried to pull them together and tried it didn't work. Angela's just like, I don't like her. I can't deal with her. And I think that Liz tried to say that Angela cut her off when she was talking, which is interesting because that's the only thing Ed does to anyone. Yeah. So, and I think Angela, you know, Angela was Angela. She was like, don't, don't say I did something that I didn't do. Like, yeah. you can say anything you want about me. You can call me names if I did it, whatever. Don't say anything I didn't do. And she went after her and it got pretty intense. It looked like Angela chased her all the way back to the room because Liz ran because i feel like liz yeah. is a cop caller right i feel like liz will say something to you and then she'll grab her phone and call the cops on you do you feel like yeah. that i feel like yeah. yara's like that yep. too right i don't know i feel like yara might do that too she'll call you a name and then she'll like call the cops like this crazy person's trying to punch me 100%. yeah <laughs> well i mean and first of all you know they all got into to the hot pool, um hot tub and they were talking and then um they were all asking each other questions and big ed wouldn't even let nobody talk mm -hmm. he had yeah. to, he had to keep talking over everybody and that right there is what really made angela molly and kelly pissed off too because um, molly even said you're not letting anybody talk you're not letting me answer yeah. the questions that are being asked directly to me you're more worried about over talking people and then whenever they all started, he's talking about he does some, I've never heard of that. And um, Molly asked Kelly, she was like, what does that mean? Kelly was like, I don't know. He's going to do some cartwheels over here. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. mean, like, what, what, who's a yo Don or something though? Like that? What that, what is that? Yeah. I, I, I think it's some sort of martial arts, a form of martial arts. That's what I'm assuming. I don't yeah. know though. Like, honestly, I don't know. He, whatever he, does he says he's good at it he can take somebody out i've never seen him take anybody out so kelly is definitely he said you get one right i think kelly said like spider-man everybody gets one yeah. after that one you know you might come in contact with my fist you know possibly just being honest with you after that one time you might have to deal with me and the cameras aren't always going to be on ed has yeah. to realize they are all living in this resort together the camera crew has to sleep. 
at some point. So be careful what you say to people because the person holding the camera does have to go to sleep for a while. So look, just be sure to know everyone who's protecting you while you're talking crazy to these people won't always be there to protect you. And I think that's important to know because Ed has basically made enemies since he's gotten there with everybody, which this isn't strange for Ed. Everywhere that Ed goes, he makes enemies with everybody. Yeah. Because he said on the first episode, he's like, well, now I have to spend two weeks with all these people that I basically made hate me at the last tell-all. And it's like, this is what you do, man. You go into, you walk into the room and it's like, you have a bet with yourself. How long until I can get everyone in this room to hate me? Yeah. Right? That's what he does. And it, it takes about 0.2 seconds for that to happen. It's instant. It's literally instant. He opens his mouth and he says, two things everybody in the room is ready to throw something at yep. this guy it's it's definitely a behavior that he needs to work on in therapy right i feel like his behavior of being the center of attention all the time is just yeah. something that he has to work on because being an adult and in an adult relationship you're not always going to be the center of attention you're in a relationship attention shifts between everyone and yeah. being in a, a group therapy session you can't cut off everybody and just talk about you. You know, it's not yeah. all about you. Everybody is there for their own thing. It's not just about you. And honestly, do they really care what you have to say? They're there to, to work on their own stuff. So yeah. like Ed, Ed is under the impression that people are interested in knowing what he has to say. And it's like, I don't think they're really there to hear about what you have to say. They're there to work on their issues so they can go home in a better place than when they arrived. And I think Ed is not focused on improving himself or his relationship. He's more so there to just have fun and every I single think that, yeah every, that's the issue this isn't a vacation yep well, nobody's there to relationship and who does he think he is anyway to give anybody any kind of advice first of all if he <laughs> is really going to therapy his therapist needs to be fired she, because there's probably no way that man is in therapy and acting and treating people the way he treats people no I, way say this there are some therapists that tell you what you want to hear yeah i i yeah. know that therapy is supposed to help you but i know that there's a such thing as a bad therapist yeah there are some therapists who don't help you improve yourself they just tell you what you want to hear i've heard stories where therapists have basically told people oh you're right in this situation and everyone else just doesn't understand you and you're just misunderstood. You're not the problem. Other people don't fully understand what you're trying to say. There, there is a such yeah. thing as a bad therapist. And I, I'm not gonna, I don't know any names. I'm not gonna throw any out there, but I think there's some therapists don't understand the importance and how vital it is to yeah. hold everyone accountable for their actions in therapy. The first thing you need to do in therapy is learn to hold yourself accountable. Accountability should be step one. Yeah. Things happen to you in a pattern. You have to take your accountability in how those situations keep happening to you. And I yeah. think some therapists, they, they're yes people. Like they're like, oh yeah, you did the right thing and you should do this and you're doing it right, keep doing this. That is not always the most productive way to grow and yeah. progress. Well, that therapist needs to be fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or take a class, you know, take a refresher class, you know, I think a lot of times people do a job for a long time and they like the rapport that they have with certain clients and it's more of a friendship than a therapy session i think because when you see yeah. a therapist for a long time you build a good rapport and you have like almost a friendship and therapists have to remember 
this is not your friend. This person is here for help. You have to help them and you have to say things to them that they might not want to hear. Yeah. And I think once they, you know, see a person for a long time, especially, and I think when you're famous too, therapists, they're human, right? So they look yeah. at it like, oh, this is a famous person that I'm treating. So they don't necessarily always say what they should, you know, like there's yeah. a lot of yes people around Michael Jackson when he was alive. There's a lot of yes people. And I think that those people, they're human. So it's like, yeah, they're medical professionals, but they're also a person who might be a little starstruck and not tell you exactly what they should be telling yeah. you. Yeah. I agree. Well, we all know, we all know about um, being starstruck because the way Angela was acting with her, um, her doctor, we all know she <laughs> had an affair with him. So. Yeah. Oh, wasn't he the same doctor that Yara used too? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. And she name. literally made that comment on this last episode. I don't even remember who said what, but she says, I got a doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Angela was um, a little offended that Yara used the doctor and didn't say anything to her. Yep. Right. Wasn't that the story? Like Yara got in touch with the doctor. He did her boobs. And Angela's like, how interesting you use the same doctor as me. And we've never talked about it but i don't think angela and yara have ever had like a pretty friendly relationship yeah. right i don't feel like that would be a phone call right that yara would make to angela yeah no. after angela got in yara's face i mean yeah I, I think that angela oh and did you catch that she said oh me and molly live about two hours away or less and we've never gotten together why not and so what is the deal with that? A lot of people said that there was animosity between them or a lot of people just said that they didn't want to get together. What do you think the deal is? Because they seem to get along fine. Do you think it was a lot of like perception and when they met each other, they didn't they didn't realize that they would have a lot in common or not? Because I was wondering that because they do live really close together. But Angela- I, I live around 40 minutes from, from um, Angela. She lives like right down the road from me, yeah. literally. Oh. Really? Yeah. That's I didn't a, realize that. that. That's a shit pot Dee Dee doesn't want to dip her spoon in. So don't <laughs> blame Molly. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I was saying. Like, maybe it was a perception thing. Molly maybe looked at it like she always has a lot around going on around her. And I don't know if I want to insert myself Angela, into that bubble. Angela brings negative attention where Molly tries to bring positive attention. Yeah. So put that them two together i mean that's not a good that's not a good recipe yep and both, both of them have no filter so if you get them out in public, yeah it's gonna be really that's true I, but i feel like they probably will see each other again after this filming is over right do you feel like that i feel like once they ripped the bandaid off and they saw each other and met it's almost unfathomable that they've both been such massive names in the 90 Day franchise and they haven't met until now. Yeah. It's almost unfathomable. And then to put on the same, put them in the same state so close together, it's almost insane that they haven't met. Yeah. Um, oh, is that, doesn't Rebecca from Rebecca and Zayed also live in that area? Yeah. Yeah, me, me, Angela, Rebecca, and Molly, we live within an hour, well, two to three hours away from each other. Well, well, Angela is about 40 minutes from me. So between 40 minutes and three hours, I'm right there with all three of them. Wow. So close together. And we never see them together. It's just really weird to me. 
Like if I, there's people that I really love and if they lived really close to me, we would always be together, yeah. right? So it's it's just interesting to if me. If you like each other, if you like each other. If you don't, yeah. like I don't like Angela, so there is no way. And I and she knows my family that lives there, but yeah. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, uh-uh. I, I don't have my teacup. I don't have my teacup. Nah. Okay. I didn't know that. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Hazelhurst, Georgia. Hazelhurst, Georgia is like, you blink your eyes, you miss the whole town. So everybody knows everybody. So, yeah. Like the town I live in, you, I mean, it's got bigger now. It's growing, but it used to be a small town. Yeah. So everybody knows everybody here. And everybody yeah. knows everybody's business. I'm in a very, very small town, so I get that. Interesting. I mean, I don't think I'm in a small town, actually. My town is pretty big. I don't know. Anybody the else. population of my town is 2,500. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think the population of my, like, suburb is, like, 70,000. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the town where I was born in. Tourist area, so, like, yeah. It's, like, like, a lot. There's people everywhere. You can't even go to Walmart. Like, yeah. I told my, my friend, I was like, I have to park, like, 17 blocks away and then walk to the Walmart because the parking lot is so busy. Like, yeah. it's like, I basically should just park at my house and walk. Yeah. Because that's how, it's, like, insane. It's like a, it's like going to a, a Taylor Swift concert, basically. There's, like, police yeah. directing traffic at the Walmart. It's just, that's, that's how terrible. it's I know, right? Okay, See, so. Yeah, close to the town that I was born and raised in. It's only about 25 minutes away, and it's a very big city. So I'm just outside of that, avoiding all of that unless I have to. But all of my doctors and stuff are still there. So, like, I have to go there. Yeah. You can't really live in the country, right? Because I feel like everything isn't, isn't centrally located. Right. You do have to go to the city for something. Yep. Yeah. Well, the biggest city that I'm close to is Tallahassee. Tallahassee is, like, like about 45 minutes to an hour from me. Yeah. So, and then you already know how far I am from you, George. I'm not that far from you either. Yeah. So I'm probably about two hours from you. So I'm right here in between a lot of a lot of people. And I'm yeah. all the way inside of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this one. We're gonna come back and talk about what's the next one. Before the ninety days. Before nine days on Sunday, I'll be traveling on Sunday for work, but I should be available. Um, I'm going to try to travel earlier in the day, so we'll be good for the show that night. Um, okay. But Monday, we'll talk about it. I think there's going to be some issues because I'm going to be traveling while the show is on. So there's going to be some issues, so we'll get into that. So I'll update everyone on what's going on, what our plan of action is for next okay. week. So okay. before the 90 days, the other way, and... The Last Resort, where you have a triple whammy of shows on right now, and they're bringing all types of drama. So um, thank you to my co-hosts, Cara and Didi. Make sure you're following both of them. They're tagged in this video. And follow me, at George Massey, on all social media platforms, georgemassey.com, anywhere you get your podcast, The George Massey Show. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to all of you guys very soon. Bye. Bye.